Welcome everybody at another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you all enjoying your day, great. If not, meh. <laughs> Anyhow, so it's been a little bit since WrestleMania 38's happened. By the time I'm recording this, it's been around, I think about a month-ish since the show happened. And we know that as of late, Roman Reigns just recently surpassed 600 days as the WWE Universal Champion. And I know there have been points where people keep wondering, should he keep holding the title? Should he drop it? I'm in the camp thinking that him keeping the title, even though he's starting to wane on terms of who his opponents could be, it's still the best thing for this championship. Because this championship has been around for almost six years already. Yes, six years. Since we've seen this belt debut back at SummerSlam 2016, when it just looked like the WWE Championship belt strapped with a fruit roll-up. But you look at this title reign that Roman is having, this is the best reign out of every title reign that's happened prior to this. In fact, I'm going to take this episode and compare all the other title reigns to show that this is the best thing because this is supposed to be looked at as a world championship. On par level-ish with the WWE Championship. It took until this title reign for it to finally happen. So let's look at the past champions first. Finn Balor, first Universal Champion, won his SummerSlam in a tournament final to become the, the first ever Universal Champion by defeating Seth Rollins. However, he had to forfeit the championship the next day because during the match he took a buckle bomb into the barricade at SummerSlam and threw out his shoulder. So, yeah, 24 hours, not a good start. Now, the next champion, Kevin Owens, became the champion about a week after the title had to be vacated. If memory serves me right, this was just an iffy title reign because usually when you have heel champions, like you, like with Seth Rollins' WWE title run, I believe I covered that in an episode of the podcast. I've covered so many subjects I can't keep track, but when you have a heel world champion, they have to keep being cowards and they get beaten on free television. And that did not really help Kevin Owens all that much. And especially when you look at how he lost it to the next man. Fast Lane 2017 lost in a squash match to Goldberg. That nothing says we're devaluing or devaluing your freaking title reign than having it end in a squash match like that. I mean if you want another example, look at Kofi's title run ending by Brock in seven seconds. But it's just like a bit of stalling, next thing you know, the bell rings, Jericho, distraction, spear, jackhammer, oh that's it. I mean, that didn't do Kevin Owens and Sarah in any favors. Just like, or just like when Daniel Bryan lost the World Heavyweight title in 18 seconds at WrestleMania 28. You lose fast, you lose any credibility that you have built up to this point. Because, hey, you lost so damn easily. Then you have Goldberg's run. This was just a transitional title reign. I mean, he took it and then he dropped it to Brock at WrestleMania 33. And then this is where the big problem happened. And that was Brock, part-time schedule being world champion. I mean, we saw some of this, again, with the WWE title run that he had from SummerSlam 2014 to uh, WrestleMania 31, but that's a shorter period than what we had here with this title reign with with Brock. Because with Brock, he would be gone months on end and then finally come back for like a few appearances, have a pay-per-view match or two, then he disappears again to the point where you forgot the Universal Championship was ever around. I mean, yeah, he held the championship for over 500 days, but again, it's hard to really say that you've got a good title reign when you're barely there. Like, even The Rock, 
made more appearances on television with his WWE title run the end of 2013, despite technically being a part-timer who was also doing Hollywood, than Brock did with this one. Like, he was shorter period, yeah, the title run was shorter for The Rock, but more frequent appearances in that specific period of time compared to what Brock had with this. He did not do the championship any favors. And plus, the repetitive matches with German suplexes, F5s, Camaro locks, it, it waned things down just where, where the matches are just formulaic. So it's like you barely remember matches because they just all blended together. Now, SummerSlam 2018. This had a chance, but we know what happened afterwards. Roman finally defeats Brock. Failed to beat him WrestleMania 31 for the WWE title. Failed to win at WrestleMania 34 for the Universal title. And then finally, a SummerSlam makes to Braun Strowman getting involved in everything. Roman finally conquers the Beast. But then, shortly after Hell in a Cell and before Crown Jewel... Roman had to vacate the title because his leukemia came back. So he had to vacate the championship and tend to his medical medical issues. And I remember this was also around the time that I started to kind of fall out of favor of WWE. Because after the freaking Hell in a Cell match finished between Roman and Braun, a Hell in a Cell ended with Brock causing a no contest by ripping the Cell door off. I was just like, okay, this, this crap sucks, you know. And I've barely watched any full pay-per-views since then because the booking was just that bad. It's like, really? They're going back to this? So, I mean, Crown Jewel, they're supposed to have a triple threat. Roman, Brock, Braun. Roman's out. So then, the title is vacant between Brock and Braun. And then, Brock wins again. So, another run with the belt. And it just did not do Braun any favors. Like, Christ. A little bit after this, there would seem to be a beacon of light when Seth won the Royal Rumble. And then, in shocking fashion, in the opener of WrestleMania 35, he won the championship from Brock Lesnar. However, it was during this time where fans' feelings on Seth kind of started to wane. I mean, they would wane more as time went on before he eventually turned heel, but he started to get out overshadowed by his girlfriend at the time, then fiancé or whatever status the relationship was at the time, the man-slash-goat Becky Lynch. So it's just like the Universal Champion was getting overshadowed by his significant other, which did not do him any favors. He lost the title to Brock as Brock cashed in because he won the contract and boombox Brock. Boombox Brock. And then, like, really even more and more during this time, Seth's popularity with the crowd really started to turn because fans soured on him. He became champion again at SummerSlam despite getting his ass demolished. Not in the porno, not the Pornhub way. <laughs> but just got demolished in the build of this pay-per-view then all of a sudden a surprise victory at SummerSlam but for Seth. But then the fiends started to get over. Like, massively. And Seth's popularity with the fans still started to become more and more sour as time went on, for one reason or another. Maybe maybe people didn't buy his character, or maybe because of his responses to Will Ospreay, or whoever the hell over on freaking social media. So then, after the disastrous finished and matched all together at Hell in a Cell, he lost the title in a false kind of match at Crown Jewel to The Fiend. And during this time, The Fiend slash Bray Wyatt was drafted over to SmackDown, and they changed the championship... From a red strap to blue strap. So you had Seth's reign involving negativity and everything. And it seemed like Bray's... With Bray, he was defending the championship under his two personas. The Fiend and the Firefly Funhouse guy. And also, depending on the persona, depended on what version of the belt he had. Because he also had his own variant slash custom version of the belt for The Fiend. But then his tower reign, just like with Kevin Owens... Squash at a freaking overseas or freaking show 
by Goldberg. Because Super Showdown, Saudi Arabia, destroyed. Like, it, that, that just did Bray no favors. Like, you've... Like, this guy, he, he was trying to be booked as this unstoppable demon that Seth Rollins couldn't even finish off despite delivering his finisher like a dozen times inside Hell in a Cell. And yet they try to do it in a horror movie, but you diminish freaking stomp slash curb stomp or whatever the hell in freaking Hell in a Cell, but then Goldberg easily makes freaking mincemeat of this guy. Like, Spear Jackhammer, pfft, that's it. So, again, the, the freaking ending of his freaking title reign didn't do him any favors, just like we saw with Kevin Owens. And this run with Goldberg, again, transitional champion. Because then at WrestleMania 36, the first night, he was supposed to go against Roman, but Roman had to back out of the match because the whole pandemic was going on. Roman had to back out because he's immunocompromised because of his leukemia. So, set, quick minute substitute, Braun wins! So Braun is in the match. He gets a title run. But really, does anybody remember anything about the title reign? All I remember is he had a pay-per-view match where he had a handicap match against freaking Miz and Morrison, and that was it. That's all I remember. And by this point, the mystique and freaking overness with Braun had already waned by that point. Like, if they had put the title on him, like, back at Crown Jewel instead of Brock, that would have been better. But then you had the booking of that match, and Brock still winning and kicking his ass decisively. Didn't do him any favors from that point on. I mean, it was about time Braun won a title, but again, the booking in the lead to this didn't help him. Now you go on to SummerSlam. He defends the title against The Fiend, and The Fiend wins. Falls kind of anywhere match. And I don't think The Fiend changed the championship design back. Remember, serves me right to his Fiend belt or anything. But then this title reign only lasted a week. Because then he drops it to Roman in a triple threat that also had a Noel's Bar triple threat also with Braun Strowman at payback. And Brock and Roman has been the champion ever since then. This one, this title reign that Roman has now, like I said, is more than 100 days longer than Brock Lesnar's reign of hell slash part-time reign of hell. But at least he's consistently defending the championship and having these notable matches. Some matches better than others, but he's going through all these variety of opponents. His matches aren't just repe repeating just one or two moves all the time. He's not doing part-time appearances for whatever reason involving his contract or anything he's actually there putting the work in he's getting over as a main event heel and is consistently having big freaking matches to the point where this championship actually feels like it means something because you look how many other title reigns do, prior to this did the freaking universal championship actually feel like a world title finn vacated it quickly kevin owens ship booking squash loss both goldberg's title reigns freaking transitional champion Brock's first reign, part-time, didn't do the championship any favors point where you forgot that it was even there. Roman's first reign, cut short due to health. Brock's other reigns, they were either freaking short or, again, part-time appearances again. Seth got overshadowed by Becky, and of course, the ship booking and crowd turning on him just didn't do him any favors. The Fiend, his second reign was too short. First reign, it had potential, but again, the squash finish. Braun, it was a little too late, and now this ring with Roman is making this championship feel like it's worthy of being a world title. I mean, it's not going to be on the level and history of the WWE Championship because the title's been around since, like, what, the 1960s or something like that? Maybe earlier, but I can't freaking remember. But Roman is making this championship with this long title run actually mean something. This feels like a world title instead of a championship that... People freaking second guess when you look at everybody else.
So people may be getting kind of sick of Roman being world champion, but we need a world championship that feels like a world championship. It needs legitimacy, and that is what Roman is bringing to this belt. Yes, this is an extensively long title run, but sometimes you have to have those. You keep hot potatoing a championship back and forth, like you see with the <coughs> AEW TNT Championship. Uh, sorry, it tickled my throat. You see stuff like a hot potatoing a championship, it's not going to do it any favors. Or like the WCW Championship in 2000. You're a champion, you're a champion. Next week, oh, it's vacant. Oh, it's put on this other guy. You need long reigns like this to make the championship meaningful and that is exactly what they're doing with Roman and his title run and his character work also helps with it as well and plus like how many times has Roman had to do a cowardly heel type finish the only one I can think of was that Royal Rumble this year when he had that DQ finish to Seth Rollins by like refusing to let go of the guillotine hole despite the fact that Seth got on the ropes that was about it yeah there may be some that kind of counterbalance as kind of iffy finishes like the one against Finn but how many times has he had to do like a cheap freaking cowardly heel type of character like you saw with Kevin Owens? Rarely ever. Because again, Roman is that big guy. He's believable. It works. And again, this also this heel turn actually gave Roman the freaking breath of fresh air that his character's been needing for years. So it actually all pieces together properly like a perfect puzzle. Anyway, let me know what you in the comment section below. What do you think of Roman's run with the championship in... Is it, does it feel finally like a world championship compared to everybody else who's held it since it was created about six years ago? Because like I said, I'm on board on keeping this championship on Roman until they eventually try to find somebody that maybe they can build to a number one contender, but then again, I discussed that not too long ago. They struggled to freaking do that. I mean, the writers struggled to even freaking tie their shoes. But it's like, maybe someday they'll build somebody up. And plus, you gotta think, whoever freaking dethrones Roman... With this long-ass title reign, it's going to do wonders for their career. Because, hey, they're freaking dethroning the longest reigning Universal Champion in history. And somebody who actually made this belt meaningful and defeated the top heel. And plus, at this point, saying that he's the longest running Universal Champion actually means something. Because they kept freaking saying it with Kevin Owens, even though he was the second ever champion. He's longer champion than today. Because Jericho's like, oh, this is the longest reigning Universal Champion. People try passing all its effects. It's like, yeah, no shit. It's a freaking fact. It's been longer than a day. It's not... He's only got one other person to compare it to. Come on. Anyway, like I said, let me know you guys in the comment section below about Roman's title reign. It, like I said, this is the reign that it's been needing for this belt to feel like a world championship. So let me know you guys in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a like, comment what you thought below. Subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Follow if you're listening on any other services. And uh, I'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.